1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, November the 4th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On November 4, 1995, Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated minutes after he had attended a peace rally. Today, in 1842, Abraham Lincoln married Mary Todd in Springfield, Illinois. Today, in 1879, humorist Will Rogers was born in Oklahoma. I can't pronounce the name of the town where he was born, but it was in Oklahoma. Today, in 1922, the entrance to King Tut's tomb was discovered in Egypt. Today, in 1979, the Iran hostage crisis began. Militants stormed the United States Embassy in Tehran. They seized its occupants. Many of us remember that. For some of them, it was the start of 440 days of 444 days. Of captivity. Today in 1980, Republican Ronald Reagan won the White House as he defeated President Jimmy Carter. The day that Ronald Reagan took office as president, Iran released the hostages. Strong leadership is better than weak leadership. That's a historic example. Today, in 1991, Ronald Reagan opened his presidential library in Simi Valley, California. Today, in 2007, King Tut's face was unveiled for the first time to the public after more than 3,000 years in the tomb. (laughs) He did not rise from the dead. They did reveal his face. Today, in 2008, Democrat Barack Obama was elected the first black president of the United States. One year ago today, the Biden administration issued a rule requiring tens of millions of Americans who worked at companies with 100 or more employees to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or get tested for the virus weekly. That was such a bad decision, and as it turned out, the Supreme Court rejected that rule in January of this year, of 2022, they found that the administration had overstepped its authority. I would say so. That was such a bad decision on the part of the president that not only were people dismissed over it, but people walked away from their jobs. And today there are many jobs in many fields where they, they can't staff them. Medical fields, In some educational places, manufacturing, there's no end to it. The reverberations of that stupid decision that the President of the United States made, we're still living with some of the results of that. I wasn't surprised when I saw um, a poll. I I read a lot of polls, and I I try to kind of look at averages real clear, does that, and I pay attention to what they do as well, but they're even – real clear, is a little biased. I mean, everybody has a bias. So I I try to read them for myself. I look at a lot of polls, and I saw a poll yesterday. I didn't keep the text of it because I'm not going to talk about it today, except to say that a growing number of people, and I think the number that they said in this particular poll was around 80% of people in America today say they have been depressed in the last month, or they are feeling depressed from time to time, including in the last month. I understand that. I haven't, I don't think I felt depressed. If I did, I didn't know it. But we certainly live in a time when you can be depressed. There are so many reasons for people to be depressed. I mean, I won't go through the list. I don't have. 5 hours on the radio today but we all know what they are. I was reminded of Psalm 34 verse 17. The righteous cry and the Lord hear it and deliver them out of all their troubles. Isaiah wrote about that as well. Isaiah faced a lot of nonsense in his life. He wrote about it, spoke to spoke about it to the people, to the power of the day. Isaiah wrote in chapter 61, verse 3, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. That is the word of the Lord for all of us. CBS came out with a um, story yesterday, uh, not surprisingly, but I'm going to read just the, kind of their preamble to this story. It was a long story, well thought out on their part, very misleading for the most part. But it also aligns itself with what ABC and NBC have been saying recently as well. But here's what CBS has to say to America and the world, whomever is listening and paying attention to them. They said, I'm quoting, American democracy is under attack because the defeated former president of the United States refuses to accept the results of the 2020 election. Then they say, according to Mr. Biden, (laughs) they continue, quoting Mr. Biden, he refuses to accept the will of the people, speaking of Donald Trump, of course. He framed, now I'm quoting CBS. He framed the upcoming elections as one in which voters might, must ask themselves whether the vote they cast will preserve democracy or put it at risk. Make no mistake, he said, democracy is on the ballot for all of us. The president urged Americans to not only discourage and denounce political violence, but to reject voter intimidation at the ballot box. Democrat, uh, democracy's Imperfect It always has been, Biden said, but we all are called to defend it now. And then he just shouted, now, really loud. So he really means this. The president also, according to CBS, the president also encouraged voters to be patient as they await results on election night and warned against conspiracy theories. (laughs) 27 million Americans, CBS said, have already voted and Biden said many states don't start counting ballots until after the polls close, meaning some elections might not have results for days and days. (laughs) The president said, I wish I could say the assault on our democracy ended that day, but I cannot. Speaking of the uh, storming the Capitol on, on January 6th, the armed angry mob, he's talking about them. And he said, I wish I could say the assault on our democracy ended that day, but I cannot. As I stand here today, there are candidates running for every level of office in America, for governor, Congress, for attorney general, secretary of state, who won't commit, they will not commit to accepting the results of the elections they're running in. This is a path to chaos in America, the leader of America says. It's unprecedented, it's it's unlawful, and it's un-American. As I've said before, you can't love your country only when you win. You know, I wish he would pass that message along to Hillary Clinton and The View and all of these women who are shrieking around all the time and men about elections and about how Donald Trump is trying to destroy America and how on and on and on and how the 2016 election was stolen. Hillary Clinton has spent the last six years of her life explaining why and how she didn't lose that election that she did lose they tried to say russia interfered they tried to say all this stuff and over a period of time they've worn out the public the public has moved on and the people who were doing the, the research on this and the investigation have come back and said well no russia really wasn't involved in that i mean donald trump didn't have any connection to and on i mean it all just evaporates but they don't care because they made the point in trying to Direct this country towards something its founders never ever intended for it to become a socialist democracy at best. That was not their plan. Ben Franklin slipped out of the hall when they had made their decision on what America would be. A woman walked up to him, asking, Mr Mr Franklin, what kind of a country have you given us? He said a republic if you can keep it. As it turns out, what Joe Biden sees as major threats to democracy are in fact policies, practices, and principles supported by Democrats, himself included. Warning that democracy itself is in peril, President Joe Biden is calling on Americans to use their ballots in next week's midterm elections to stand up against lies, violence, and dangerous ultra MAGA, election disruptors and deniers who he says are trying to succeed where they failed in subverting the 2020 elections. Does he even know that Hillary has been talking for six years about how the election was stolen from her? Is democracy really on the ballot? Is it Saved only if Democrats hold control of the government? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think many of you do either. American Family News asked the question yesterday in an article they published. They said, hey, Joe, Hillary herself was an election denier. Or did you forget that? Yeah, I'm thinking they kind of forgot that. Associated Press reported yesterday that the president declared, quote, this is no time to stand aside. Silence is complicity. After weeks of assuring talk about America's economy, Associated Press says, and inflation, Biden turned to a darker, more urgent message. This was yesterday. Declaring in the final days of midterm election voting that the nation's system of governance is under threat from former President Donald Trump's election-denying lies and the... (laughs) the I think they have overrated... I mean, I voted for Trump... But man, they almost have made him like a like a Greek god or something. I mean it's unbelievable how much power they're giving this man. I mean, they blame him for every twist and turn in the world. It's amazing. Anyway, after weeks of assuring, reassuring talk about America's economy and inflation. Associated Press said, Biden turned to a darker, more urgent message declaring in the final days of midterm election voting that the nation's system of governance is under threat from former President Donald Trump and his election-denying lies and the violence, Biden said, they inspire. The president singled out ultra maga Republicans. I'm quoting him. A reference to Trump's Associated Press uh, explained. A reference to Trump's Make America Great Again slogan, calling them a minority, but a driving force of the Republican Party. So anything bad that you might think about Donald Trump and all the stuff that they say about him and about conservatives in general, all of that, all of that makes you part of the minority that is the driving force of the Republican Party. Biden added in in that particular speech, he said, quote, In our bones, we know democracy is at risk, but we also know this. It's in our power to preserve our democracy. Associated Press noted in that same article, quote, He called out the hundreds of candidates who have denied the 2020 election results and now refuse to commit to accepting the results of the upcoming midterms failing to mention that many on the left also are election deniers. They, they act like nobody on their side has even questioned an election. And if we question, the conservatives question an election, we are the problem. We're trying to steal democracy if we disagree with them after Hillary spent the past six years explaining that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. She uses that word all the time. She was talking just the other day and she used that word. She referred to him as an illegitimate president and whomever she was talking to, I don't remember, it was a crowd. She was sitting in a chair as she likes to do when she speaks. And um, they all clapped. I mean, they agreed with her, whomever they were. I don't know who they were. But anyway, I didn't care enough to look into it. But there is a constant... a concerted effort by the media to save the left and the president from committing political suicide. This morning, the New York Times has a story that is setting up a massive loss for the for the Democrats this next week when we start to get the results of this election that's been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. We have an election season now. We don't have an election day. I think that's sad for America. I don't know why... When you look back a generation ago or, or even a couple of decades ago before the Internet was active and, and being used and computers and all that, I mean, it's not been that long ago. Uh, you six-year-olds, I know that's been forever, but for us that are over 40, we remember when we, there weren't computers and people didn't walk around with one in their hand called a telephone. Uh, but before all that, I mean – There were still millions of people in America, and on election night, you kind of got the results of the election for the most part. It didn't drag on for days and weeks, and now we have all this tech equipment, I mean all this stuff, these computers and, and analysts and algorithms and blah, 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 and it takes weeks and weeks and weeks before we know the final outcome. Why is that? Is the left creating a zone in which they can operate and and get the result that they want? I don't know. I'm just asking. (laughs) But it's true that it takes them forever to count the votes now that we have all this high-tech stuff. I don't want to sound like an old man who doesn't like tech stuff, but I mean, man, what's going on here? What are they doing in these weeks and weeks and weeks? Biden is already setting up America not to expect any outcome for a while till we have a chance to look at these ballots and see where we are, I guess. Or whatever. There's a concerted effort by the media to save the left and the president. I mean, they're doing all they can do now. In particular, CBS and ABC have been doing this. NBC2 is on board. But, boy, CBS and ABC have been going over the top for this man. They're running interference for a failing president. They know what they're doing. Multiple polls show the nation isn't buying Biden's new talking points. They've been going on and on and on. They thought abortion would get them over the top. The people have said, abortion, don't talk to me about abortion, Mr. President. I can't afford to buy groceries. That's what's happening in America today. Fred Lucas writes for the Daily Signal, which is an arm of Heritage Foundation, He isn't buying it either. He wrote an article, and it caught my attention. I read the whole thing and kind of digested it. I want to share a a bit of what he said in this. He picked five claims. There are many, but he picked five of them that President Biden has made in recent days that are just plain not true. I want to just go over that with you. I wrote an article on this today. It's on our website, faithandfreedom.us. And so you can go there, and the first first thing when you sign on, faith and a freedom, all one word, dot u s. When you go there, first thing you'll see is what I wrote today, and if you go on there today, and um, so you'll you'll see in the in the article I I um, included this article that was published in the Daily Signal, and it's m- much more exhaustive than what I'm going to be saying here on the air, but I want to touch on a few of the points uh, for the sake of time. Uh, he picked these five claims that President Biden has made in recent days that are just plain not true. And this is a, just a brief interview of that. Number one, he says, is, quote, unquote, overwhelming majority. Let's talk about that for a moment. Biden professed that democracy, which is generally defined as the capacity to have free and fair elections, is on the ballot. Is it Really? A recent New York Times-Seneca College poll found that 71% of Americans believed democracy faced some risk and that only 28% believed their votes would be properly counted. However, the Times story characterized the concern as remarkably apathetic compared to concerns about economic issues. But the poll found about one-third, or 33%, viewed Democrats as a threat to democracy, while fewer, 28%, Think Republicans are a threat. Also, 59% of respondents said the mainstream media was the threat to democracy. So the concern is misplaced. They are finding in their polling that America, as a voice speaking a consensus, is are saying, "Man, you know, yeah, we think the Democrats and the Republicans are kind of of a risk, but we think the real risk, the real threat to democracy, is the press." I agree. It is the press. They have abandoned any pretense of simply reporting news to you so that you will know. Every moment of every day in the press rooms of America, they are, they are planning, they are scheming how to mislead the public, those who don't agree with their philosophy, the press's philosophy and their agenda, how to lead them and misinform them to get them to the place that they want them to be in their thinking, so that their actions will be the actions that the press wants them to do. I'm not saying that lightly, and I haven't come to that. I, I've mentioned that as a pastor over the pulpit in the past, but I feel more strongly now than I ever have. That's where we are today. We have a press that is merely a. It, it's an indoctrination uh, operation. It is not presenting the news. They pick up on news stories and they use the news story to make their point. And somebody would say, well, that's what you do, Gary. Well, of course I do, and I don't claim to be the news. I'm an ordained minister with a burning flame in my heart about what's going on in America, and the only only solution that really exists is not political. It's not on the ballot. We need a spiritual renewal. We need a revival. We need God to speak to our hearts and bring us back around and open our eyes and our hearts to the truth. And God's Word is the truth. That's what needs to happen in America. But I'm looking at it through the lens of God's Word. We're looking at the secular, the cultural aspect in America. That's why we do what we do. And by the way, I want to thank all of you who support this. If the support isn't there, we won't be here. So thank you. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here this morning. Thank you for your support. We need it. We ran a four thousand forty eight hundred behind budget last month. So please help us stay on course. Thank you in advance. Our address is Box three nine nine Bellevue, Washington nine eight zero zero nine. We do we need your. I need to catch that up. So thank you in advance. There's a majority of Republicans, 55%, who said voting by mail posed a threat to democracy, but 72% of Democrats supported it. Fewer than half of independents, 48%, said mail-in voting presented no threat. Overwhelmingly, 81% of those who think democracy is in danger believe it can be saved by existing laws and institutions without the need to go outside the law as politicians like to do to save America. A second thing that I wanted to look at this morning, just briefly, is election deniers. Anybody who disagrees with the left is an election denier. Biden Biden warned that the election deniers are destructive. So if you don't get in lockstep with the left's agenda and their narrative, you are destructive. That's the message. It's estimated, he said, that 300 election deniers on the ballot all across America this year. He says we can't ignore the impact this is having on our country. It's damaging. It's corrosive. It's destructive. The Brookings Institution, which is a far-left-leaning think tank, they had the same number. They came up with 300. But what you may not have heard or know is that Biden's party, through the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the House Majority PAC, and the Democratic Governors Association, through those three entities, they spent $43 million this year in the primaries, in the Republican primary contest, in nine states to help push candidates considered to be election deniers to help them get the election in the primary. Why? Why? Why would the Democrats do that? Because they believe, I mean, this is verified, they believe that they could better beat these candidates by calling them deniers if they were the Republican candidate in all of these local races across the country. $43 million to push Republicans that they felt they could beat. It's unclear whether denial or an election result is higher now than in the past, but in 2017, Harvard... Paris poll found 68% of voters did not believe Democrats accepted Trump was legitimately elected as president. The figure included 65% of, of Democrats. Why are they so afraid of us having a differing opinion than they have? And why are they so afraid that someone would question people working in the darkness of night, often counting these ballots and funny little vans backing up to the warehouse and nobody knows what they're doing and on and on and on? Why can't we question these things without being labeled as un-American and an election denier? The answer to that is because they're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, I suppose. Number three, they suppress and subvert. That's part of the problem with the right wing, the mega-Republicans. They're trying to succeed where they failed in 2020 to, su- to suppress the right of voters and support the electoral system itself, Biden says, of the right, of the conservatives. He said that means denying your right to vote and deciding whether your vote even counts. Did you know if you're a voting Republican conservative, did you know that you don't even care about the left? You don't even care if their vote counts. Instead of waiting until an election is over, they start. They're starting well before it. They're starting now. They've emboldened violence and intimidation of voters and elect, election officials. On and on the president goes. He is running for his life. He's scared to death. It seems unless <laughs> there's a lot of ballot managing, it seems that the Republicans are poised for a major win in this upcoming election that is said to be on November 8th, next Tuesday. Biden wasn't specific regarding how Republicans are suppressing and subverting voting. However, in the past, he's been critical of election reform. So don't change anything. Just leave it as it is. There's no election, really, no election in history. Biden asserted in 2020 election that if in which he defeated former Trump was the most certain in history because it endured numerous legal challenges and so on. That's not true if you look at the facts. Past presidential years saw Presidents Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon win 49 states in 1984 and 1972, respectively. In 1964, President Lyndon Johnson won 44 states. Reagan carried the same number winning his first term in 1980. In, in uh, his 1936 re-election victory, FDR won 46 to 48 states. Biden only carried 25 states when he was elected. And he's acting like it was the most certain election in history, and he has a mandate to do whatever he wants to do. Well, that's what's up in this election. Let me leave you with this. Billy Graham. Billy Graham said this. He said, quote, bad politicians are elected by good people who don't vote. Probably most of you have voted, but if you have not, you have a responsibility to the country. You have a responsibility to God to do so. Have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday